0: From Oaken Buckets Productions, we bring you your weekly ads. Sports, entertainment, and bullshit. What is going on, everyone? Weekly Ads is back. Coming at you from the Giga Cave. Giga Tony here and with us. Austin, what's going on?
1: Oh, you know, man, just another day in paradise, living a dream.
0: Shit. Speaking of living a dream, going to some quick news, some quick bits. Earlier this year um, on episode, me and Dylan were on, I think I might have even talked about you, off show. MLS and Apple TV did basically a streaming service between the two of them, NFL Sunday ticket-esque. I think there's only like two MLS games on a weekend pretty much that you can watch without it. Well, since Messi has joined the MLS, their streaming platform has gained 300,000 new subscribers, equaling gain a gain of $29.7 million in uh, revenue for the streams. And then, as a total with ticket sales, he's generated $265 million uh, as a whole. Because basically every game that Miami plays is selling out.
1: And they haven't lost since he showed up.
0: Yeah, which they were at the bottom of the table, too. Yep. Um, funny thing is, I, I, I hate it because now it's a win for Apple and the streaming thing. Because to get 300,000, I don't know what that puts their number at. I wish that would have showed. But I hated it in the terms of like, fuck, it's like, we can't, we're not getting more games on TV, but.
1: Yeah, now they know to stick with it and keep it the way it is because it's paying off. Yeah,
0: they're privateering a little bit.
1: Which uh, kind of sucks though, because you expect it to be more available so it would grow with people Well, that's what watch was, it, but now you're kind of making it difficult, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, at least pre-COVID, oh well, actually, I mean, I don't want to say pre, two weeks before COVID happened back in 2020, I was like, you know what, I'm going to watch the MLS this season because football's done, like hockey and, you know, uh, we're basketball. We're going to go to a game. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, we're going to a fire <laughs> game. I think it was actually the first home game of the fire season that year. And uh, I was like, I'm going to watch it. And then I watched two weeks, and this happened. But it was on, like, the games were on Fox, which I think they're still on FS1 Fox. One of the two of them, if they're on regular TV, and then but like ESPN had the other games on, so obviously like they lost the ESPN fight to some degree or whatnot, and now now they're streaming service only place. Still kind of sucky. Um,
1: that seems to be the direction for everybody, though.
0: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, obviously this again, well this this just saved it, right? Like again, not knowing the numbers, this probably just saved another. You know whatever the contract was, from them yeah. bailing on it. Um, now who did it? Who maybe should have bailed on something? I don't remember. If we brought up last week. Um, Vanderbilt Stadium was being rebuilt, we and oh, we did not we did not talk did not about talk this. About last this. Week. Yeah, the whole end zone was being redone with seating and everything. It did not get finished leading up to week zero last week in their game, and uh, the scoreboard was hung by a crane because they had the signs, and then uh, I actually have a, a meme post saying uh, Vanderbilt's going McDiver because Vandy Stadium's under construction. The field goal net is hanging from cranes, doubling as a scoreboard. So the net was on the scoreboard that was getting hung by two cranes. Uh, I turned the game on for a little bit Saturday night. Uh, I didn't want to watch it, per se. I just wanted to see if they showed a shot, and the shot was down the end zone, but I could see, like, black fencing. Like you know, chain link fence with black covering on. it. I was like, well, but well, there's yeah. the end zone that's not finished. The construction
1: site, yeah, type of yeah,
0: financing. yeah. So I was like, well, oh, that's that's the uh, that's the unfinished stadium. And then I saw like the memes with this with the inclement weather because it they looked like a rain delay. I'm
1: just trying to figure out who failed and what for that to happen.
0: Yeah, because I don't you know
1: when the, you know when the season's starting.
0: And I don't think Tennessee had bad weather, as far as I know. Um where like other projects throughout have uh, had issues, but that's uh sure. Interesting. Um, one more fun fact before we dive into college football, actually about it too, because I want to bring up up with you um, rookie of the year. Chase is going on leading rookie of the year. Contender Corbin Carroll for the NL rookie of the year becomes the first rookie since Mike Trout to record 20 plus home runs and 40 stolen bases. Now, Carroll and Trout are the only two rookies to do this since 1977.
1: That's been a long time. Yeah,
0: Steinbeck got someone good. And then also um, Acuna has like 40 home runs and 60 stolen bases or something like that, or 30 and, 30. 30 and 60. He,
1: uh, he is yeah. 30th last night as a grand slam.
0: Yeah, after he got married. So he's got the 30, the 60, first player in history to do that. Cool I stolen bases. Two,
1: two rings. Yeah, two rings. Two, two rings. <laughs>
0: um, you know, stolen bases being more relevant in baseball today is pretty cool.
1: Well, it helped out that they changed it where the bases are closer to add more excitement. So it helps out the, the two inches doing it. Hey, that's a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that pitch clock I forces. Mean, that's,
1: that's, that's a good size. Two inches. Is yeah. a good Size, man.
0: Yeah. You do, you do a lot with that, but like
1: <laughs> a lot of damage.
0: The big thing, too, I think, is the pitch clock, forcing pitchers to concentrate on two things in a shorter time span because without that pitch clock, we probably would not have these stolen base numbers. Like, well, we wouldn't because they would have happened last year. Right. Yeah, Especially, like, in Rio, this isn't a Cunha healthy healthier not sort of thing. This is just saying as a whole, if two players between Acuna and Corbin Carroll, they both have 100 stolen bases in total. It's like... Yeah. That wouldn't. There was. I don't think that happened last year. Like I'm. i ashamed to say that that didn't. So,
1: no. There's no way he would have got sixty last year.
0: Yeah. It's. It's just cool shenanigans happening right now because of everything. It's making the whole game more exciting.
1: Um. Well, they're also keeping it in the playoffs now. I just saw that they're gonna carry the pitch clock into the playoffs because I know that was talk of whether or not. Oh they yeah, they not. would
0: test it or not.
1: But you have I to now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Ha- I think it would hurt too much to take it away yeah. after eight months of or six months of playing with it. Um waivers also happen, and I'm just curious of your take on some certain players, uh, because they all relate to your favorite team, the White Sox. We know that Lucas Giolito got traded from the White Sox to the Angels, uh, along yep. with an- another pitcher. Ah, uh, from the White Sox, they both got waived by the Angels and picked up by the Cleveland Guardians. And then Clevenger, another starting pitcher for the White Sox, who you also stated you were kind of proud that they kept him, has now also been waived by the White Sox. Uh, yeah. what's your take on maybe both of those? As in, like, are you surprised that the Angels? Well, the Angels thing's different. What about? Let's go with Clevenger the, first.
1: Yeah, I was saying the Angels think's different. They thought they were going to compete. Uh, The Clevenger one surprised me quite a bit because, honestly, he was probably – he had the lowest ERA on the team, and he seemed to be probably the best pitcher this year. And we had a team option. So, granted, with the whole no – I mean, we just got a GM or whatever and uh, Chris Gates. Yep. But – so that was a decision made outside of that. And I was very surprised that we got rid of him, considering our pitching is trash. Because if you look at – our offense generally, like against the Orioles series, I was looking at the stats, we weren't too far behind on them in certain categories, but our ERA was like twice as much. Yep. So our pitching was bad, but he was one of the better pitchers we had. Yeah. So them doing that really caught me off guard. I guess they're getting ready for the offseason. It wasn't like, I mean, yeah, he, he had like a $10 million contract or something or something like it was. It was it was like low teens, mm-hmm. but it's like why wouldn't you had the option for next year? Why not just finish off the year?
0: yeah that's interesting. that's inter- yeah especially with an option that's interesting,
1: yeah, he's got the option for the next year, the team option, but they decided to go along with that, which is i I don't get you know there's other players on the team that they should have probably got rid of over him because of how they're playing, granted when they traded Jake Berger who was the best third baseman we had. With control. You know? Yeah, so it's like I, I, a lot of questionable decisions are being made.
0: Yeah, and the sucky part is being a new GM coming into it and all this shit happened. Now you're like, fuck.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, he was a former White Sox player. I don't, I don't really know how much experience, if any, he has. So it's going to be interesting. One of the first things he should do, though, is get rid of Griffel. I don't think he's a good manager. Uh, I'd rather have Ricky Renteria back.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm still like, I'm thinking of him as one of those like, people who like, it'd just be funny to see Ozzy come back.
1: I would love Ozzy like, to come back. That just... If you were to talk to a lot of White Sox fans, we would love to have Ozzy. Well, come back. Well, I feel back. like talk
0: about even him, you know, because he does the Spanish broadcast, and he's also on the NBC Chicago Sports booth, you know, post-game inter- you know, booth half the time. So it's just like, He's loved by every. Yeah, you know he's player. in the game. He's all that. So like that'd be crazy. Um, do you have anything else on the socks? Do you want to really suck? Is that yeah? They, they,
1: I mean, I did win some money the other day on them though. So the guy who got away with okay something. Oh um, yeah.
0: One funny thing, just go back on the angels. Them get rid of Giolito. They got rid of uh, Hunter Renfro too. They got rid of a bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. bought and then sell at the next possible point at the waiver deadline. But this is selling without getting anything in return besides cap space.
1: Well, that was a crazy thing too. You know, it's like you would expect like Otani was a big subject at the trade deadline because, you know, they weren't doing, they weren't doing well. Then all of a sudden they were doing good enough and they're like, Hey, we may be able to make a run. And then Otani has to have Tommy John. So he's no longer pitching. And all of a sudden they, they crashed and now they're selling and they got rid of a lot of players that they picked up and now the guardians are in the same boat. The angels were before because they picked them up trying to make a run being five games back at the twins, I think. So the angels, I don't think they know what's going on, but I think I know it's kind of separate from the whole waiver thing but if i was mike trout i would sit down with the owners and the gms of the angels and be like look i'm over 30 i've given you guys every option i want out
0: you have to you have to
1: and i and i think if the angels the angels should honor that and cut i mean otani's gone there ain't no way he's staying yeah there's no way he stays and trout and then just begin your rebuild
0: yeah, you and somehow to get
1: something for trout because you know people will go after him.
0: Yeah, and hof- I think Anthony Rendon's contract has to be coming up to being done, and that was like the worst contract probably of the yeah, last.
1: He came eight over years. after the World Series. After World exam, Series,
0: six-year contract. He's been hurt every anything. year. I think barely playing. No, no impressive numbers. I don't think he's made any All-Star games.
1: I and think he may won. have made it one year. Yeah, I think one. I think, but I think that's because one. it was like in LA or something, or whatever it was, but. He did not live up to the hype and the amount of money, which a lot of players don't. That's the thing about winning the championship. You see these players that have a really good postseason. Oh, no, he was only an All-Star deals.
0: in 19 with the Nationals.
1: Oh, he never got another one? No. Well, that answers that. But you see it with a lot of players, you know, they have that one good year, command all the money, and they keep rehabbing an ankle injury, but they never come back, and they, they're healthy, but they don't want to play because they want more money. But they never live up to the contract that they get, and this
0: happens with a lot of teams all around the league. Dude, so here's the number, just because I don't want to stay on this too long. But these numbers are just fucking wild. So we're gonna go start at we're gonna start at 2016.
1: Actually, For we'll enough.
0: we'll go we'll go his whole his whole thing. I mean, yeah, 2016 because he cause he played 98 games in 2013, 153 in 14, 80 and 15. So he must have got hurt then. And then 2016, 156. 2017, 147. Uh, 2018, 136. 2019 with the World Series, 146. The, now, here's the Angels numbers. Hmm. 20, 52. So, we played pretty much the whole season then. But there's only like 60 games anyway. Twenty twenty one. 21. Uh, we did lose a month of the season. But we still mostly played a whole season. 58 games. And then... Or no, 21. Was the strike 21 or 22? 22 was a strike. 21 was a full season. Yeah, the strike was last year. Either way, he played 58 and 21, 47 and 22. And then so far this year, he's played 43 games.
1: So he hasn't even hit 100.
0: He hasn't, he hasn't hit 100. The he, hasn't whole, hit he hasn't even hit Yeah, he hasn't even hit yeah. half. He's playing less than 50% of the games for the last four years. I think he's got two and he's years.
1: Making, and he's making all that money.
0: Yeah. It's like
1: it's kind of wild.
0: Oh, uh, do I have a quick number? Yeah, seven year, two hundred forty five million was what that contract was. So,
1: seven year, two hundred forty five million. Yeah, for him to do absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah, to basically just not be there. So crazy. Um, getting back to it, we are going on to college football. We had week zero. We had our picks of our ranked games. We were two Uh, out of three. I forgot all about that. Yeah, we were two out of three. Uh, We got Notre Dame correct. They beat Navy forty-two to three. Yeah, I expected that. USC, we were correct fifty-six to twenty-eight. We both called for the Florida upset in Utah. That did not happen. Utah won twenty-four to eleven.
1: Florida killed themselves. I'm sure they did. They Um, they. They made a lot of mental errors in that game last night from what I read and saw.
0: Um, I
1: mean, how do you have two guys with the same number on the field? (laughs) How do you not notice that?
0: That's what they do. Um, Funny off-news off-ranked teams. Uh, Nebraska played last night. Uh, We're currently recording Friday, 9-1. They played last night, lost in the final four minutes of the game. They were driving down the field, threw an interception. Minnesota drove down the field. Near interception in the mid-zone, a uh, great catch by a guy, outstretched leg, got the left foot down before the right foot went out of bounds, touchdown. Uh, Nebraska had the ball, or Nebraska fumbled it, was the first turnover that gave Minnesota the ball to score. Then Nebraska got the ball back, started driving. Quarterback throws a f- ball in the middle of the field, picked off. Minnesota's running. Uh, they're on like a fourth and one, I think, or it might've been the drive. You know, there's a face mask. There's all sorts of shit. Like just problem after problem after problem. Minnesota walks it off with a field goal. Uh, everybody hates Nebraska's new coach. Now the internet was just like, there's just so much shit today. Talked about and It was hilarious. Uh,
1: they're already, they already don't like, uh, oh man, what's his name?
0: Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's from the Panthers from last season.
1: Yeah. I know earlier he, he, he was from Baylor, went to the Panthers and there. Yeah, his name yeah,
0: is. but the, Matt Rule,
1: Matt Rule, that's yeah.
0: it. And then uh, and he signs these massive contracts because he signed with the Panthers for like five years or something like that. Uh, post Rivera, and then now, yeah, I think he signed a five year with Nebraska or something like that. I was just like, dude, this dude just gets these wicked contracts. Like, I don't know how he oh, does they're
1: it. Spending a lot of money. Oh, they're
0: re well, they're redoing. Yeah, they're redoing the. Uh, Everything. Like the yeah, the workout, like all that shit. And it was nice. I seen that on busting with the bros, but they were checking it out. So Will Compton was talking shit to Taylor on about that. Because once, once they get their new thing, they're gonna be balling.
1: Well, like you look at some of the stats, like they had seven penalties for fifty five yards compared to three for Minnesota and four turnovers. They threw three interceptions. Yep. So they got to address the passing game. The rushing game looked phenomenal. I mean, five well, yards a carry. It was until
0: the fumble happened, and then it wasn't.
1: Yeah, there. yeah I but, know. I mean. They but, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, the game was 10-3 until all that happened. Like, that's what yeah. the crazy part was. It was 10-3, and then Minnesota's quarterback was just doing everything right. He almost cost them a little bit because he took a sack in the final drive. And then, because he tried running it, he didn't throw it away. And then the final play, they had one timeout. Running back took the ball, took it like almost 10 yards, and then got him in a good field goal position for the field goal kicker.
1: So yeah, you figure, you know, you can't really, I mean, you can blame the offense, but when you let up 10 points in two and a half minutes.
0: Oh, well, yeah. It's yeah,
1: very difficult. So I don't know if you can really blame the coach on that.
0: No, but it's what happens though, right? Like, But,
1: hey, game-winning field goal, first week of college football, hey, it's back.
0: Yeah. Um, so now we're going to the first full week with it being week zero last week. No rank changes have happened, even though Notre Dame played, which, again, they did Matt – Sam Hartman's already getting onto that Heisman thing. He had four touchdown passes, ah, two hundred ninety-seven yards. He's leading right now. Navy. or actually, compared, I forgot to actually check what were Caleb Williams' stats. We're we're doing a cheap, a very cheap, uh, stat watch here for Heisman. Caleb
1: Williams threw for two hundred seventy-eight yards and four touchdowns.
0: Also, Hartman had a few more yards. So right now, Hartman's leading in Heisman Heisman hunt.
1: He also had eight carries for negative two yards.
0: Killington. That.
1: Yeah. That's not bad. Oh, I, that game was actually close. Like, looking at it, like, San Jose State actually played decent. It was only 21-14 at the half. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just USC so, did what they should do as a better football team and turned it on in the second half. Yeah. Eight-half adjustments. Um. So that's as the Heisman Hunt's going right now. So going into week one. We have a slate of twenty-three additional ranked games to go over. Go rules again. We'll make our picks on who we think is going to win, and then we'll see where we rank at the end of the week when we go into the next episode. So starting us off, we got East Carolina versus number two Michigan. Easy pick. I'm going Michigan. I don't think East Carolina's pulling up the upset. I
1: think uh, I think I'm going to go with a surprise pick here. Uh, you know, East Carolina. They looked good in front. I saw for practice video. So I'm going to go to Michigan by a <laughs> when,
0: when I was watching uh, practice highlights. Uh, they're uh, 10k.
1: Now is uh, not coaching right because of the self-imposed suspension.
0: I don't know. I, I either okay. either way I don't think it's happening. I know there's rumors that if he there is an article I never read it on, he would get his way and I was gonna look it up, but I'm just willing to be surprised tomorrow see if he's on the sideline or not. That game is not only on Peacock though. It's not on NBC tomorrow. It's on Peacock. Yeah,
1: I don't have Peacock, um,
0: so we got Virginia versus number twelve Tennessee. Uh I'm going number twelve Tennessee easily. I'm gonna go Rocky
1: Top. I'm trying to Virginia had a bad year last year. I don't see them improving too much. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh shit. I pressed too many buttons on my keyboard. <sighs> my light my keyboard light he's going out. Uh we have Dion's Colorado Buffaloes versus seventeen TCU. I feel like an upset's possible but this is the first time this Colorado unit has played together. But TCU's going to have a new quarterback. I think uh, it's crazy, but there's that part of me that I think I'm going to go with Colorado for the upset. Wow, really? I, I think I'm just going to go that route. I think that's the only upset I got for this weekend is that one. But
1: I am still going to go TCU just because I, I think – we're going to see what kind of coach coach prime really is but i think even with the new quarterback it won't be an issue for tcu yeah
0: yeah i agree on that i agree on that i that that's i don't
1: think they lost too many players from last year either i think they mainly lost like the they lost the one big receiver, receiver i think
0: and the quarterback yeah and Dugger, so, and then maybe that running back I mean, the running back might have been a senior but i don't remember i don't know either way
1: because Colorado has eighty-seven new players. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. And only like three returning. Yeah, th- that's
0: the thing. Like this is a this is as rebuild. If you could rebuild a college somehow, Deion Sanders pulled it off, uh, with his son at the QB helm. So I don't. I I agree with you. It's total craziness. But I think here,
1: uh, here's the thing for TCU too is that the quarterback for TCU, you know, Doug and left. This was the quarterback that played was a starter last year before he left after spraining his knee. Yeah, yeah. And Max Duggan just took off go, play, yeah he so took over, yeah. He so, wasn't even the first choice.
0: No, yeah. So I think I think TCU would be good. I, I'm just very curious that Colorado where if they win, I'm like, cool if I'm that, wrong. It's that, it, that it, it would it be a game
1: right. that I would put money on, Colorado. It's a
0: very I'm yeah, I'm very curious how this Colorado King goes out. Uh Arkansas State versus Oklahoma, I'm going twenty Oklahoma. I'm going. I'm going to go. Uh,
1: it's going to be difficult for me not to also choose the Sooners. Uh, they're favored by 36. Yeah,
0: that's that's tough. Um, Utah State for 25. Iowa.
1: <sighs> Man, this one's actually pretty tough.
0: It is tough. This is one of those ones I had circled.
1: I'm going to say Iowa just because they're playing in Iowa.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go with Iowa. As well, because they are Iowa, and even though they might only score 14 points, it's going to be enough to win the game. Um, Ole Miss versus Mercer, I'm going Ole Miss.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh,
0: Portland versus, that's 22 Ole Miss. Portland versus 22 Ole Miss. Uh, Portland versus 15 Oregon. I'm going Oregon. I don't know what jersey they're going to wear, but I don't see Portland beating them.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Oregon. I think they're going to be wearing the black unis because the Pac-12 got buried today. Mm.
0: True, true, true. Um, number three, Ohio State versus Indiana. This is curious, but I think Indiana has like a relatively new team. Ohio State has a new quarterback, but they always have new quarterbacks and they always win, so Ohio State's opening season up with W.
1: So here's here's a crazy thing. I'm going to go with Ohio State also but they're only favored by 30 while Michigan against East Carolina was favored by 36. Yep. So that's a, it's a, they think it's going to be a tighter game than what it could be.
0: Yeah. I, I think it could be according to what Indiana brings to the table. Cause you know, but they're not that two years ago team That two years ago team. Yeah. I would have bet on them. Um, but they're not – but Ohio State just finds a way. But it'd be cool if it's a game.
1: Oh, oh I, you I know. hope it is.
0: Especially if Ohio State's – well, the thing is, too, is it the Ohio State situation where maybe it's like the starter starts, but he's, like, not good, and then the second starter comes in because, you know, they always have, like, three good quarterbacks anyway. Yeah.
1: I Yeah.
0: But Marvin Harrison, Marvin, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. going to try to get it on his – Game to uh, be top five next year in the draft.
1: Yeah, all right. You could win the Heisman.
0: Oops. Um, we got Boise State versus number 10 Washington. Michael Penix from Indiana, that team two years ago. I'm going number 10 Washington, easy.
1: I'm going to go with number 10 Washington also. Uh, That's only a fourteen point game. For yeah, the, for I Washington. I think
0: because like if Boise State could come out and do what Boise State does, it could be a close game. Is Washington overranked? Maybe
1: compared uh, to it's last too year. Too early in the season for them to know until they actually play some yeah competition. But this is this
0: is the one. This should be the game though that shows if they are or they aren't. Yeah, you know, like it, is it going to be a close game? Are you going to whoop them? What's going to happen?
1: Where do we stand at the week one? What are, what are we? What's yeah. our identity?
0: Yeah. And that's really going to be with this next game, Rice versus number 11, Texas. I don't think Rice has a chance, but this is Texas's way to get into that top five conversation really quick.
1: I'm going to go with Texas because they got their quarterback, and if he didn't go down against, Al- was it Ewing's or whatever? Yeah. If he didn't go down against Alabama last year, they would have beat Alabama on the opening weekend.
0: Yeah, so this is a very
1: long, horn. Uh,
0: <laughs> unique, unique situation for them to get in that top five talk. There, um, Tennessee State versus Notre Dame. I think Sam Hartman's gonna throw four touchdowns again, increase that Heisman thing. I don't think Tennessee State has anything f- for Notre Dame. It's just another Navy game.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, this is a typical Notre Dame schedule. Let's play some nobodies and then get upset when we lose to somebody who's ranked and then still hope we get in. So I'll still go with Notre Dame, but not impressed with the schedule so far.
0: Um, next we got Buffalo versus 19 Wisconsin. Um, 19 Wisconsin. I'm going Wisconsin.
1: I'd have to go with Wisconsin also just because the only thing that's – Buffalo's basketball team Buffalo could do That's that, good boy. is – yeah. The only thing that's good is coming out of Buffalo are the wings and uh, –
0: Khalil Mack. hmm Love me some wings. Um, next up UT Martin versus Georgia. Number one Georgia. Like, yeah. Uh new quarterback. He got the Stenson Bennett fade haircut to begin this season. So we'll see where they left off on their hunt for three championships in a row. That hasn't happened like since like the seventies or something like that. So crazy. Uh, I'm gonna
1: have to go with uh Georgia also.
0: Yeah, that 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 one's that one's probably the the easiest decision on this whole list. E- e- no, easily. No. <laughs> easily. Um, Nevada versus number six, USC. Already seeing what USC's doing. Nevada, I think, has been a team to know for upsets in the past, but also I could just be thinking about the basketball team. I'm going USC. I,
1: I agree with that also.
0: Um, Next up, Southeast Missouri State versus 16K State. I'm going Kansas State. All day on that one.
1: I would have to also, considering they're the brand name Big 12 champs, I think. Yep, yeah. Better be in TCU. Yeah. Uh,
0: next up, New Mexico Lobos versus the 23 Texas A&M. Uh, man, I don't know. this. We're looking here with A&M minus 38 over under 49 points. I think A&M, you know what? A&M's getting their shit together this year. I'm gonna go a And M.
1: I think they'll win, but I don't think Jimbo Fisher's job is safe.
0: No, that's why I said that's why I said like this year. This is the year to like get it together because it it is not. He very well could have got fired last year. Oh um, yes, oh easily. But they they did not, and uh, he's still there, and they have to show up. So you gotta get these early. You gotta get these easy wins. Um. Middle Tennessee versus number four, Alabama. Alabama all day on that. Real tied. Um, Quarterback, they have a starting quarterback now, but again, they they I think we'll see multiple quarterbacks for them playing, but either way, they should still beat Middle Tennessee. Yes. Uh, next up, West Virginia versus seven, Penn State on the Big Ten Saturday night game on NBC and Peacock. Penn State trying to make it into the football playoff for Coach Franklin. I think Penn State wins, but I hope West Virginia brings it for an exciting game.
1: I think Penn State uh, will also win, and I also think his job is iffy this year.
0: It's either iffy for here, or he finally takes the leap for whoever gets fired this year. Like, if it's, uh, you know, if a different program, a different higher-up program happens. Because, you know, every year it's been like, is he taking the USC job? Is he taking this job? Are you going here, here, here? You know, his name's in every conversation because Penn State hasn't been there, but he's still a good coach because he still has a winning percentage. Um, but he needs to get that Big Ten championship, needs to make the Final Four. Because they always fall short. And I just saw a thing today that says the first two months of the season, they're like 14-2-1 or some shit like that. It's like they're so good.
1: And then they fall apart. And then they fall
0: apart. It's like, oh, like you guys like their, just, just do their it. Their
1: problem is usually they play like Michigan, Ohio State, like back-to-back. They play a lot of tough games in a row. Yeah. Is usually what kills
0: them. Yeah, so we'll we'll come we'll come back to Penn State. We'll check on Penn State. I think we'll follow up on this after we finish the list. Um, next up the Saturday night. I believe this is the final game of Saturday night for ranked. No, there's one more after this. Um thirty minutes apart from each other. We got the first rivalry game of the season, North Carolina twenty one versus South Carolina. This is my upset. I'm actually gonna go South Carolina.
1: I was also going with South Carolina.
0: You're going to, I think Spencer Rattler I, and the Gamecocks, after what they did at the end of the season last year, causing upsets. Yep. Uh, I it's hard not to say South Carolina is going to come in and beat. I'm surprised they're not ranked coming out of that. So unless they lost a bunch of seniors that I don't know about because I don't pay attention to college football normally, I feel like this is a this is a wrong ranking. For
1: yeah, I. Uh, I think the North Carolina quarterback, Drake May, will have a good game. Yep. But I do see South Carolina blowing off because they're playing in South Carolina.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got home field advantage, South Carolina in this one, folks, unlike every other ranked game that we named off. Yep. Um, I actually had to remember which side of the chart I'm putting the name on for the upset because I'm like, wait, South Carolina's on the, the home side. Um, final game of Saturday night, South Alabama versus Tulane, 24. I'm going Tulane over South Alabama. I'm going to ride the wave.
1: I'll probably go with the green title, so I think I'm going to go Tulane. All
0: right. And then we have two games on Sunday uh, of ranked games. I don't know what other games are on Sunday, but there's two ranked games on Sunday. We got 18, Oregon State, who has not gone to a different conference yet, versus San Jose State, who just coming off the loss to USC. I'm going Beaver.
1: I will have to also go with Beaver. I saw, I mean, San Jose State, ooh, actually, I mean, San Jose State played USC. Well, no, they fell apart in the second half.
0: They could play Oregon State State State. tough, but I'm I'm just going to go with the Beavers. I like the Beavers. Yeah. Oh. And then the best game of the opening slate weekend, number five, LSU versus the number eight. And I... No, this is a surprise to some people, but they showed up strong in the second half of last season. The program's kind of like finally coming together for them. Florida State Seminoles. 5-8, Sunday night, 6.30 on ABC. Man, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the Tigers. You know, Joe Burrow kind of got me in the cheering for the Tigers even after he's gone and Brian Kelly coming in. I'm not a huge Brian Kelly fan. But I like that. But the Seminoles are kind of cool as a whole Um oh, coloring. Oh, man, this is a tough one. What do you think? What's going through your head for this?
1: Oh, easy, LSU. I don't like Florida State. Never will. Never have. I hope LSU wins by 28, but they'll probably win by four.
0: I am going to take use a minus two over under 56 and a half. So I think that win by four, is that what you said? Or two, what'd you say?
1: I think I think LSU will win by four.
0: You win by four? I think that's very possible that, that that's probably going to be the case. I, I am going to go LSU. I think I want to see the SEC be super competitive this year. I think the ACC, regardless if Florida State wins, loses, I don't know if they're going to play enough. I don't know if ACC is competitive enough to get them into the playoff picture. LSU is playing for a playoff spot.
1: so. Um, LSU is going to have a tough schedule around... Uh Florida State ends up playing Clemson, and that's the only ranked opponent they have right now. So, well, yeah,
0: ACC's is weak. ACC football's weak now, so it's like
1: Miami's not ranked. Florida, uh Florida's in the SEC, but they play Florida, but which would be a quality win for them to help out. But otherwise, as a whole, the ACC is yeah. They just
0: they just got to win all their games good. for them to get somewhere. Um, and then the yeah. final game of the weekend, ranked Monday night. Monday Night College football for the only time this season. Number nine, Clemson versus Duke Tigers. Easily.
1: Um I will set the goal, Clemson. But this may be a possible upset.
0: It could be. It could, according to how Clemson Well, this is the thing, though. This is new quarterback Clemson. DJ Ulonga Longale is gone.
1: Oh yeah, he's uh, at Oregon State.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's the four... Clemson, if it's the guy who was replacing him last year, I don't know who won that battle, but it's it's the new Clemson. Will Shipley still at running back though? Uh doing his thing. Hopefully he's breaking more records. Or break records. I think he's going for records. Um We're gonna jump back to Penn State real quick because I think that's an interesting look for them. Um we'll just jump through their whole schedule real quick. West Virginia, Delaware. Fighting in the line Iowa ranked Iowa now so we'll keep tracking that like that's the only team that's ranked right now 25 they got northwestern northwestern should be easy because that whole situation that's happening there uh Massachusetts number 3 Ohio State Indiana Maryland Maryland might be ranked by that we don't know they you know they fell up and down rankings uh, last season they could be ranked when they play them they might who you know who knows right football um, number two, Michigan. So if Michigan's still, Michigan's probably still going to be in the hunt somewhere by the time they play them. Rutgers and then Michigan State. Uh, and then, obviously, if they win out, they could play for a Big Ten championship. So not too bad, at least some space between the Ohio State and Michigan games. Um, But, again, we'll have to see what Maryland, even IU, what they can do. Maybe Michigan State gets their shit together this year.
1: Yeah, Michigan State
0: could be a good team this year. So, they definitely, I mean, it's not an easy road. Big Ten football is never an easy road, though. Again, yeah. my heavy emphasis on this last year. Heavy emphasis on this last year. What did I repeat? Every single weekend, Ohio State and Michigan could each, fu- you know, they could fucking lose that one game that cost them making the playoffs. And they didn't, and then one lost the other one, and then they made—they both made it to the Final Four. So, like, its it's a possible issue all the time. Um, with the Big Ten just beating each other and knocking each other out of contention, so we'll have to see how that actually plays out through the season for them, for all the teams in general. Yeah. Um. Without them, uh, doing too much. Um. Before we go on to something else, real quick, because I gotta find it. Um, brought up the rankings because I want to see what the next best team is that would have got the 25 spot. Texas oh, Tech okay. received 101 votes.
1: Who did Texas Texas Tech? Oh, Texas Tech. I'm making
0: Tech. ranked South Carolina had 73, they're the next, and then uh, UCLA and then University of Texas San Antonio, blah blah blah. Not worried about the other one. So Texas Tech, so South Carolina wasn't far off. Uh, so they're technically 27th. Yeah.
1: It's only six spots back in North Carolina. That that's why that could be the that could be an upset.
0: Yeah, it's a point point wise. There there was a sixty points difference between them making. Iowa. Iowa had one hundred thirty one points on the votes, so they were very very close to making it. Um, and this is all through the AP Top twenty five that we're looking at. We're not looking at the FCA FACA coaches poll or anything like that. Um. The funny thing is we talked about uniforms yesterday, uh last week. And I saw an article this week of 2023 uh, college football uniforms. And I was like, cool. We talked about that. I'm going to make sure I remember to bring that up. And I have found it. And it is loading right now. And we can get some pictures going. Um So Houston has a new uh Oh yeah blue uniform this year.
1: Yeah, it looks awesome.
0: Very uh Tennessee or Houston Oilers. I oh, would say Tennessee yeah. Titans, but
1: I mean
0: same thing. Yeah, especially with well, especially with the Titans wearing the Houston Oilers throwback instead of Houston wearing the throwback, the Tennessee Titans yeah. are wearing the throwback. I know there's well, some, the Titans were the Oilers, so that's well, why Well that's why that's why that's there's crazy. some dramas between they're like who gets the throwback? Does the franchise that's still there get it, or is it the franchise that oh uh,
1: Well then I mean if we go off that the Baltimore Ravens should be wear, wearing the Cleveland Browns throwbacks.
0: That'd be, dude, that be so dope.
1: Because they, they, they moved from Cleveland and then the, Indian, or I mean, they're not the Baltimore Colts, but the Indianapolis Colts should get the, Oh, uh, I guess there wasn't any, well, yeah, I guess there was or whatever, but.
0: Okay. I just sent you the website we were looking at. So we both got it.
1: Is it a show Florida's black unis?
0: Yes. So they got that. So. Going down the line. So they, they added to this since I looked at it earlier this week. So it starts off with Houston. Houston's blue ones. But, guys, that's exactly what it looks like. It's Houston Oilers throwback. Nothing too crazy. Just that. Uh, Florida State's got a new uniform, but it's just honestly Nike's new Vapor Fuse uniform. It's white. It looks exactly the same as their other ones. I don't think there's much different. Um, Purdue is rocking the classic uniform combination, the days of Drew Brees.
1: I like I like that jersey a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a very good look. It's clean.
1: It's clean.
0: I did like the train track helmets, though, but I do like these helmets, too. I thought train track helmets were cool. Um,
1: yeah, but usually it's, these are going to be like a one-game type thing. I
0: Well, I think these are at – I don't know if these are one-game or these are actually just the new uniforms all along.
1: Well, I know the Florida ones are only like a one game. So yeah, I don't know yeah. If these the, are just like a special. I mean, we'll find out. Yeah, but. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, that, that this actually might be produced full blown blacks. Oh, that's cool too. Turn this down, Mississippi State. The Bulldogs got new maroons. Um, they look the same as last year, but they're quote unquote new, I guess.
1: I think the helmets are different.
0: Yeah, feeling yeah, uh the look would features a lock. That wasn't the yeah.
1: logo they had,
0: was? No, no, right. it's a stater or something on there. But it says, yeah, the locked MSU logo. patriot to the twenty fifth anniversary of their SEC West championship in nineteen ninety-eight. Um, they're wearing that against the Kentucky Wildcats this season. Uh Florida Gators, they're dubbing these uniforms, saluting those who serve. They're wearing black uniforms accented by the orange and blue. Awesome. Um, Yeah, they look cool. They look cool. I wish they. I mean, the basketball team I think has already done this for this. Are
1: so so clean.
0: Oh yeah, with black or with blue and orange popping on it. Yeah, they look cool. On 11-4-23, they will be rocking those. Uh, The Terrapins blackout uniform, which they've already had, uh, they changed it up. Now it just says Terps on the helmets and like a red cursive.
1: I think they missed it. If they were done the state flag in some way on there that would be way better
0: i think that's what they normally do so i think they just changed it
1: with a black helmet and yeah all that. i think
0: that's what they had because they said they revamped the, them
1: but i'm saying there's like a way for them to do something else i mean the flag on top i mean they got a cool flag yeah. so if they would have stuck with that or kept that somewhere that would have been, been pretty sweet but
0: hey. yeah yeah that's what it was last year was the like they just their normal helmet scheme is the flag on the helmet for all their uniforms.
1: I mean that helmet's perfect.
0: And then this would this would technically be be different than what they wear all the time. Um, the Bug has got a gray alternate that they're wearing. Um, eleven, eleven, twenty-three. Interesting fact: they're twelve. They're fifteen and two wearing alternates at home. And seven is because they wins, so they might as well just wear alternates all the time, and not even wear their regular uniforms. Yeah. Based on based on that, just based on that set, fifteen and two, like just wearing wearing the alternate. It's like, hmm, okay. Oh, FIU, Florida International University, is doing a some of the cool ones. Miami Vice themed, black with neon pink on it and neon blue. Uh, really cool. Cool part is too is, uh, it started tradition last year that it will do a different field design on each home football game, and then they'll have a match in Vice Night Field when this game happens. When they do wear this, that's kind of cool that they do a different field design every game. That's kind of interesting. I'm gonna
1: have to look into that and pay attention. I didn't know they did that.
0: Yeah, they do have a game this weekend. I have to see if it's televised. Um. Florida AM Rattlers, they played already. Uh, LeBron James gave them cleats, and that's pretty much what's in this article for uniforms so far this season. We don't have, like, the rivalry games out and stuff yet.
1: Yeah, we don't have the Army-Navy yeah. uh, combination yet, which are usually some of the better ones.
0: Yeah, we'll have to keep a lookout on that. Um, Maybe they don't play this. Maybe it was last weekend I saw it. I just saw them. Yeah, they played last weekend, I think, televised. Or Florida International. Yeah. Anywho, um... Checking out some headlines, real quick. Cool. Oh yeah, so this is what we'll touch on. So we. Oh, they we talk- got a
1: ho- they got a home game uh, tomorrow.
0: Yeah, is it televised? It's on ESPN Plus. Oh, so we can see what see what that field looks like, and well, probably, actually, knowing that, maybe a good portion of their games might be on the ESPN Plus.
1: I think that they're playing at a weird time too. So. Uh, yeah, they're playing at five thirty. Hmm. Yeah, oh. they got two weeks in a row. They play.
0: So, earlier we were going through this schedule. We talked about the death of the Pac-12.
1: Not anymore.
0: Because Stanford and Cal, two of the remaining teams in the Pac-12, along with SMU, the surprise, that's like the surprise pick of the draft. That's Mitch Trubisky, Trey Lance. Uh, Anthony Richardson levels of surprise right there that SMU also got invited with them to join the ACC, the All Coastal Conference is what people are calling it now. Um, I'm I'm not surprised because like I knew like I knew Stanford would go somewhere, but I still would have thought these schools maybe would have tried doing some Big Twelve shenanigans. Uh, maybe to reduce travel times, right? Because it increases the
1: trap. You're flying coast to coast now.
0: Yeah, for like everything. So I thought this is interesting, but I mean, this pretty much is the ultimate nail in the Pac-12. Yeah,
1: there's like what, just Oregon State and Washington State or something?
0: Oh, yeah, I think so.
1: Those are the only two? Which is wild. Especially when you look at it, too, where, you know, not too long ago, they were, I mean, not the whole conference as a whole, but they weren't uncompetitive.
0: Well, well, they've always been competitive. And even, like, football-wise, I think with the rise of Oregon, specifically, not that, like, USC football and UCLA football are things not to recognize as great football colleges, but Oregon with Chip Kelly came onto the scene with their crazy they to
1: a championship game against Auburn.
0: Yeah. You know, like, you know, they came on the scene and had this offense that was scoring 50 points a game and the uniform combinations. You know, all of a sudden you had Oregon fans across the country because you had this new team that was, you know, fun to watch, crazy, you the know, uniforms crazy uniforms, awesome. you know, crazy, you the know,
1: field was awesome. Just like, like all of it.
0: Yeah. You know, it just became like, oh, wow, Oregon's just like football school now that's in the name. And, every, you know, for the most part, they're still trying to – Bo Nix is there now trying to also play for Heisman. Um, yeah. Again, his final, final year. And, you know, they're trying to do something. But they're in that same talk every year with some of these other football schools that we talked about. Whereas you see, like, football schools in the Pac-12, like UCLA and even USC who have fall out the last few years. Oh, uh, USC grains traction again like we talked about last week. But, like, they became a, like, division name. And even the basketball team, too. So, um, looking at the conference right now, I brought up the Pac12.com football stand-ins. Yeah. So, if we can just look at the order. Arizona State, I don't remember Arizona. I don't remember the Arizonas are going. Are they going Big 12 or American? Oh. I don't remember those. But I know USC is going Big 10. Utah is going Big 12. I don't remember Utah either, but like Cal's going ACC, Colorado's going Big 12, Oregon's going Big 10, Oregon State's still there, Stanford's going-
1: Arizona, Arizona State's going to Big
0: 12. Yeah, Arizona State's going Big 12. Uh, Stanford's ACC, UCLA's Big 10, Washington's Big 10, and then Washington State, I don't know yet.
1: What? I don't know where they're going
0: to go. So, Washington State, Oregon State, and and Arizona's going Big 12, right? Regular Arizona?
1: Yeah, so Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are the 3 Okay, and going Utah go in the Big Twelve.
0: Yeah, Big Twelve. Yeah, so yeah, Oregon State and Washington State now I have to find a home.
1: But who's gonna want
0: them? Mountain West. I don't know.
1: Maybe maybe they just go independent.
0: Yeah, but I think well, independent's dying though. I don't think I don't think those two schools can survive independent.
1: No, they can't. They can't.
0: Even even Notre Dame's about to not survive being independent
1: they Notre Dame's getting to the point where they either had to join the ACC or join the Big Ten. Big Ten, yeah. Because of all the rivalry games they have in the Big Ten. Well, that Michigan's w- in it. Michigan's in it. is going to be in it. Stanford is ACC, but, I mean, it's whatever. But, I mean, it's going to get to the point where they're going to do this. In another 10 years, they'll split again. And then eventually it will be like the NFL where it's just the NCAA and you have the East Division, the West Division, Mm -hmm. and and conferences like that, and that's all it's going to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame still gets its NBC money, so, like, it's tough for that one. But I do think, like, eventually the TV contracts are going to be like – like, them winning helps, and they get the viewership. But it is going to get to that point, I think, where, you know, I talked about last week, that championship game. You're not playing the the end-of-the-season championship game for your conference. That's going to be... It's going to matter somewhat. Especially if a bunch... Especially even though we expand the playoff to 12 teams and you're trying to get that home game and Notre Dame gets a home game over a team that maybe played a conference championship and won. You know, and they become a 7 instead of a 6 and Notre Dame's a 6. That's going to that's cause an argument
1: every year. That
0: that's going to cause a lot of big problems. Cuz uh, they
1: don't play a championship game.
0: Yeah. So I I think getting getting that home field advantage if if they get it over a team that plays it that, that a lot of schools aren't going to be happy. So And the
1: only time they did, they lost. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz they had to play they played clubs in that covid year. Yeah.
0: So It's, I think it's eventually, uh, it's getting closer and closer to that point, I think, where they're going to be like, hey, you just need to, like, you can still have your rivalry games, but you're going to just,
1: you're just going to have to do a conference. Um. It's crazy that you mentioned it, too, was it seems more like the TV and media companies are controlling a lot of these shifts than anything else.
0: Well, it is. Well, I mean, like I said, um...
1: I mean, it all comes down to money.
0: Yeah, and it was probably I mean, this college, was
1: colleges are like multi-billion-dollar businesses every year, whether people want to admit it or not. Yeah, it's, it, not, it's not even schooling anymore. Well, it's business. Football
0: is the most money, but the uh, you know Big Twelve killed themselves the moment the moment they brought up the word streaming for college football. Like, do I think? Here's the like—is there? There's going to be games on Peacock. We already just said that Michigan's playing East Carolina, 11 o'clock on Peacock, but it's one game. Um, I'm sure the other games, we'll have to see this weekend how it produces itself, see if you can watch the other games that are live. I'm sure you can on there, Um, but there is at least one exclusive game, and then we know the Big Ten Saturday night game is going to be on NBC and Peacock, right? But it's not solely on Peacock. Like There's still games on TV, right? Vice versa, whatever Pac-12 deal was, I think was even heading towards that Apple route, which is not going to give you any, you know, unless you're playing on ESPN and you got that Saturday night game, that 6 o'clock window game or an ABC game, you're kicking your games off television. But you have a Pac-12 network, right? But like
1: The Oregon game's on the Pac-12 network.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them still are. Yeah, they're still going to be just like Big Ten Network has games on. But you're definitely not helping yourself if you put, like, that's going to be your – spot for football right was going to be streaming only so i think a tv deal there whatever it was going to be it's just not going to work out and that's what ultimately uh killed it because there's just you know there's just not enough time slots on a day for every game to be on espn or fox or abc nbc cbs but yeah you you know but we all know that certain games are on certain or certain you know conferences have their channel like for their prime time just like big 10 saturday night they keep saying that we're not paid i wish we were but you know that's just how it is um so we'll see again RAP pac-12 see the final R pac-12 championship of the year for all these sports that's gonna happen this year then on the next year with the uh everyone going elsewhere um I do not have anything else. unless you can think of anything you want to well, touch on that you've seen throughout see the if week. I have
1: any, let me see if I have any screenshots of stuff I saved. Uh, no, but I just got a, cra- a couple crazy stats I did see.
0: Ooh, let's do uh, it. Austin's crazy stats.
1: So, out of 25 starts... In the NFL. Out of 25 starts, Justin Fields is 5-20. and 20. Yep. Jamarcus Russell. Yep. Was 7-18. and 18.
0: Yeah. I saw that too. It's uh... And
1: the other crazy thing I saw, this is a baseball one, was Kyle Schwarber is the NL strikeout leader at 160. This is a couple weeks ago I saw this. Or like last week, earlier this week. And Eugenio Suarez, I'm sure I messed that name up. He's the American League strikeout leader at 162. Now, these are batters, not pitchers. Yeah. Tony Gwynn, during the 90s, the entire decade, only struck out 188 times in 10 years. In the, the, uh, Baseball now is just swinging for the fences. Yeah. Well, Carl Schwarber's like, up there at home runs, bottom in batting average. Up there to strikeouts. No, but, but... he's doing what he's supposed no, to do no. with the DH, I guess. He's so just supposed to hit dingers. No, no. So the
0: funny part is, I ran into a random Phillies post on Facebook the other day. Uh, and it was, it was a fan... It's a fan page, right? And a fan posted and said... I know some of you hate Kyle Schwarber being the leadoff guy, but fuck you because he's good at home runs and walks. And guess what? He walked tonight and got on base. <laughs> How do you like him now? And I lost it, man. But, like, I mean, yeah, he's he's not having a great year like he did last year. That's No. I mean, well, fuck, that whole team isn't because Trey Turner's finally doing good now. Um, So that is – that's hilarious. Like, that – baseball stats be wilded. Like – just to touch well, that's, on that—that's
1: an insane one.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. What is that? Like you said, it's it's a lot of there's a lot of heavy swings, and if you're a home run hitter or you were paid to hit, um, uh, and because of analytics, right? Like the bat's heavy, the swings are heavy, and you get a lot of strikeouts. Um, uh, going back to Fields and Jamarcus Russell, that's a uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough fan done for any Bears fans to swallow. And I know some people look at it and be like, because. There's a talent DeMarcus level.
1: Russell never watched tape. Yeah,
0: he never watched tape. So that, like, that's the thing. There's stuff about Jamarcus Russell you know, and there's stuff about Justin Fields you know. So you gotta, you know, you, I know, like the defense comes in from fans being like, well, you know, so and so was a coordinator not having weapons, this and that. Might be, and, and it might be true, right? Maybe Jamarcus like, Russell.
1: Don't don't get me wrong either, though. I'd rather have Justin Fields any day.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Does does it does it come down that Jamarcus Russell was the ultimate underachiever? Though no?
1: What was what was Sir Marcus Ross's receiving core? That's what I was saying.
0: Like what what you team what I mean? yeah, what was his defense like? What was the running backs crazy. like? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well that's the thing though. So Tyson and Baguette, Bagnet, Bagnet, whatever, seventeen, made second string. His story's wild. I was watching preseason. I saw his sat lines from the Indianapolis game the week before. I was watching the game this Sunday a little bit. And he did a drive, ran in for a touchdown. He was on the ball again the next drive. Uh, They took a deep shot. He ended up missing. And then he threw an interception right after that. uh, Off a fumble recovery for the Bears. And, like, that sucked. Like, I could feel like, because he just missed. The tight end just dropped the ball. I don't remember if it was Cole Komet or it was the other one. But just drops it, and then he throws a pick, and it's like, ah, that sucks. But, like, he looked good. The OC met him at the Senior Bowl last year. And brought him into camp because of what he saw. So if Fields isn't the guy, I don't think any Bears fans. They're, they're, okay, let me put it this way. If Fields sucks, there's going to be a lot of chance for Bagnett to play because of what he did in the preseason. And he did oh, it he a, and great preseason. Bears fans were losing their shit Sunday, like when he ran him for the touchdown. Like you can see it on their faces. Like everybody's like, oh, okay, like we like this guy and we're, you know, we're. We want a quarterback. So if Fields doesn't perform, and again, like you said, the record, it's his third year, like they, he's going to have a lot of hate coming his way if him and DJ Moore don't connect for a bunch of touchdowns. So,
1: yeah, it, I mean, they've gotten pieces around him. So it's, it's on him now.
0: Yeah. So I'm definitely, definitely curious to see how, uh, I, it, we'll watch the season as it goes on, but I do think the 17 of the Bears might, uh, might play. And you might see a lot of those. I, I think you might even see some of those jerseys in the stands. With the first Bears home game. I don't know if they play home week one or not. But I do think you're going to see 17 in the stands. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I'm
1: sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I looked at that Raiders team with uh, Marcus Russell. I think they're going to sneeze coming on I'm trying to hold it. Uh, I looked at that team with Marcus Russell in 2007 when he joined. They it's had nobody. It's trash. They had nobody, and they went 4-12 and in his first year.
0: Um. Funny thing I learned real quick, I was listening to the New Heights podcast with the Kelsey brothers. I decided I'd check out this year, and they just kicked off their second season episode drop today, so I'm going to try listening to them all season long. But funny thing is that uh, they talked about the Eagles' Kelly green jerseys because they brought the Kelly greens back from the 90s this year. A lot of people like them. They're selling out whatever. Travis Kelsey's, uh, like the best-selling Phillies Merchandise item right now is Travis Kelsey's Kelly Green jersey, but the women's one. So he is heavy handed with Jason, the ladies. Jason or Kelsey? Jason Kelsey. Yeah, Jason Kelsey's jersey. The Kelly Green jersey is number one merchandise item is the Kelly Green. Women's. Women's. Jason one. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're, wow. they're killing me. If you guys have a chance, go check out their podcast.
1: It just shows that women like them big boys. dude. You no,
0: know, they made some jokes. they like, Jan Kelsey was say, like, maybe they're like buying the women's one because, like, they know, like, it just fits me better. There's like extra stitching because like, I got some big titties too. <laughs> like, like, it was good. I don't want to like give away all the good shit for their conversation, but I was cracking the fuck up. Like, it was worth the. It was it was a good listen, but I was, I was dying. They're
1: they're they're a good duo together.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah Jason Kelsey. Well, then I went to look it up, and his his actual men's one is all sold out of preorders on Fanatics.com. Um,
1: well, I mean, Kelsey is... Well, I no, mean, he, I, he's, he's already Buku
0: popular, and then I think he's this like, podcast... He's, tenured? Yeah, 13 years? I see.
1: He's That's one of the longest tenured. Stuff like tenured, that. And then,
0: sure. highest rated center on the top 100, because they talked about that today, so, like, i have just spitted facts that they said today. Um, but, like, I did you know, just already popular. Got the documentary, dropping on Amazon uh, this month, and then also this podcast between him and his brother has obviously gained popularity already, pl- you know, they, they had three episodes and they were top sports podcast because of the, between the two of them. So.
1: And, and the crazy thing is they're like polar opposites.
0: Yeah. And listen to that. It's-
1: Jason's this dad that's playing football and doing the best for his family and this and that, like the responsible one. And then Travis is this single guy who's doing whatever he oh, wants. He will, He's <laughs> trying
0: to get to, So he, it's
1: even I, better.
0: Well, I, I sent <laughs> one over to our friends after uh, it came out that he gave, he tried getting Taylor Swift his number by giving a friendship bracelet with his phone number on it, and he oh, got did, shut yeah. down. And I'm just like, I can't, I don't have any bad ideas on flirting with girls. If that was Travis, Travis Kelsey's idea, okay, was
1: somebody as popular as Swift. her that yeah. can write a song about him, yeah, and that's what he thought. They, was the they, right they route.
0: thought like that his sneaky self was like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give her this friendship bracelet with my phone number on it. Like, okay, like I no bad ideas. Um,
1: hey, ain't got nothing to lose. I don't know if Taylor Swift would be the one I'd want to date.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think he was just taking it as it was. Um, but yeah, that was uh that was funny. But yeah, and then even more so, there's more shit that I've seen clips of them talking about like pop culture stuff. And Travis, surprisingly, Travis doesn't know much about pop culture, and Jason's the pop culture guy. So, he's always teaching Travis shit about that. So, I think that's kind of funny and surprising, too. So, uh, kind of cool. But, yeah, fun lessons. um, But, cool guys. We'll obviously see if the Eagles and the Chiefs can collide again for a Super Bowl this season. But, they also play each other in the regular season this year, too.
1: So I I think they play in the regular season. Yeah.
0: So, that's going to be something to look forward to. And And
1: that starts Thursday.
0: Yep. Thursday with Chiefs, Lions. So, we will... Give you at least that score. Maybe we'll touch on some NFL predictions. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. See how well the college I, things go. I
1: have the I have the Lions beating the Chiefs week one.
0: Huge win for the Lions if they beat the Chiefs week one. Huge for that franchise. I, Huge for that team. Dan
1: Camp, Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year.
0: It will. We'll see. And with that, we're signing off,
1: and we will see you guys next week and see who wins.